Hello, and welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Today's episode is going to be one where you will have tangible takeaways for how you can grow your business behind the chair in 2024. So if you are driving, you're going to want to come back to this one when you have a notebook in front of you. And for those of you who can just pull up the notes up on your phone or grab a pen and piece of paper because we are going to be taking you to class today a little bit. My guest's name is Christina Lees. You may know her as Ginger Step Styling on Instagram. And she is a color specialist and the creator and author of the Growth Method Planner, Beauty Pro Planner. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Welcome to the show, Christina. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, Jody. Thank you so much for having me. In today's episode, we are going to dive into how you can make an extra 10K behind the chair in 2024. I am so excited and grateful for you coming and sharing your genius and the ways that you can really help see a financial impact and growth in your business by planning ahead and all of the other things that Christine is going to share with you today. But before we get started, if you wouldn't mind taking a second to introduce yourself Tell us a little bit about your journey in the beauty industry and what brought you to mentoring, educating, and what you're helping stylists do today. Yeah, so I got into the beauty industry right after I graduated high school. I knew that this was what I wanted to do. And so I went to beauty school when I was 18. I graduated pretty quickly and I went right into being an assistant to an amazing hairstylist. I'm sure actually some of you probably know him. I was Alex Pardo or Alex Pardashian's assistant. And he's a great educator, a great hairstylist, great person. And so I assisted him and then went on to work at his salon, Aesthetic Hair Company. And I grew my business pretty quickly. I grew fairly quickly. Within four years, I was able to completely close my books, stop taking clients. And that led me to have a little bit more free time and a little bit more freedom outside of building my business because it was already done. And I was able to take an inventory of what I really enjoyed and what was my next step. I have always really enjoyed mentoring people. And I found that I had a real knack or a real kind of good natural insight to business operations outside of physically doing hair, how to just operate a business behind the chair like a business, because that's what it is. We do it for money. Um, And so I I found that was something that I was, I had a really good insight for and a passion for. So I wanted to create a resource that could be used by anybody in the beauty industry um, independently on their own for whatever their individual dreams and goals were for their business. And so that is how the Growth Method Planner was born. Um, It's a planner It's a financial planner and a goal-setting workbook to help you build the business that you have really always wanted. So it acts as a support system, a resource, and a guide to, you know, walk you through A to Z. I love that. And one of the things that really stuck out to me too, which I think is so important for people to remember, 
I think sometimes there's this misconception that you have to be at a certain level of success already to start planning to grow your business. And something that you said actually in an, in your email that you sent over was that you believe every single person in the beauty industry is capable of massive success. And regardless of what your current level in your career is. And so can you talk a little bit about that and about how you, how did you create something and how do you approach things when stylists that come to you are at vastly different stages of their career? Totally. I wanted, when I was creating the growth method, I wanted a, not only from a business perspective for it to be able to be used by almost anybody. I wanted the the it to be as user friendly as possible. But I also wanted it. I feel like it's hard when a lot of people feel like their business has to fit into a certain box that the industry has set mm-hmm. for them. And that can really hold you back if that's not a what you want or that's not what you're that's not the path you're supposed to be on. I wanted to create a resource that would allow you to build whatever you saw as success for yourself. And I feel like that also puts it into a little bit more of a personal kind of mission for people. It means a little bit more to them when it's their own goals and dreams. That's so true. And I've said this before probably a hundred times on the podcast, but there is so many different paths to a successful career in this industry. Regardless, there's commission stylists who are absolutely killing it. There's independent stylists who are killing it. Salon owners, mentors, there's so many different ways to grow So I love that you took that into consideration when designing that because I definitely feel like we can we can put our own spin of what we feel like success is a lot of the time as educators. And I do think it's mindful or it's important to be mindful that everyone's going to look different in their goals and in how they want to achieve a certain level of success. However, I do think that the one thing that most stylists can agree on is that they would love an income boost, right? A lot of the time that is, especially because uh, the the expenses in our world are constantly changing. And so I do think that there is something to be said for talking about tangible ways that regardless of, of what your career looks like in the structure of it, that you can increase your income behind the chair. So Let's dive into that a little bit and talk about, like we said at the top of this episode, we're going to talk about how you can make an extra 10K behind the chair in 2024. So let's dive into what that looks like. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, before we get before we get into this, I actually, one of the main things that I tell people when I'm teaching them about tangible ways to increase their income or when I'm talking to them about setting financial goals, using a planner or using whatever this is a business. This is a business. You're doing it for money. If it wasn't a business, you would do it for free. And a lot of people don't like to talk about the finances, talk about taxes, talk about returns on investments, all of those kinds of things that aren't as fun as creating beautiful art on someone's head. But it is a business at the end of the day. It's so important to talk about. And it's so important to be financially literate when you are running a business. So yeah, Earning an extra $10,000 behind the chair is actually not at all as hard as it seems. And when I say $10,000, I'm talking about $10,000 in net profit. I'm not talking about gross sales. I am talking about net profit on your income report. Right. So $78 is all that would take. $78 a day. 
is all it would take to increase your sales enough to bring home an extra $10,000. Depending on your city, depending on where you're at, $78 is perhaps less than a haircut. And it's interesting because I think some of these like really simple things that we can do as stylists, when I first started coaching, when I first stepped away from behind the chair, I remember having a conversation with one of the, the people I was mentoring. And we were talking about this like increased income, all that kind of stuff. And for some people, it's they work hourly. For some people, they're doing a la carte services. So I remember in this conversation, we were talking and it was like, if you can sell two deep conditioning treatments, that would have made up more than that $78 mark for her at that time. And it's these things that we know that we could do. And sometimes I think if you don't have a tangible goal, you just don't, right? So if you're writing this down and you can actually, if you're tracking a goal and you're tracking an increase, then it's going to make you more likely to take all of these little steps. Because I think I'm confident saying that Every stylist listening to this who is here on their time off, listening to ways that can grow their career, is able to upsell or ship things slightly or maybe change their pricing in order to make up that number. But when you're not thinking about it and you're not conscious about it, maybe you're just not taking the little steps that you could be taking. Exactly. I, I teach classes um, for business building and I, I something that I say in all of my classes is if you were $100 off from your sales goal of getting a promotion, getting a level jump, that you would do anything that you could for that. You would have yeah. your family come in and buy products. You would do, you would go to the ends of the earth to make sure that you hit that mark because you know that it's there. But if you don't know that it's there, there's really nothing to pull you towards that. It's like you, I tell people too in, in my classes, if there was a $100 bill laying on the ground, but you never saw it, you wouldn't pick it up. Yes, exactly. That's such a good way of putting it. So what are some of the ways I want to let you walk us through some different ways that you work with stylists to hit that mark? So now that that is what it looks like to hit that $10,000 a year mark. What does it look like for you when you're working with the stylist, when you're mentoring them through increasing that sale and not just for a short period of time, but consistently? Yeah, totally. So let me walk you guys through who are listening. If you're taking notes, you can write this down with me. I think it's really helpful, again, to see it written out in front of you in black and white. The example that I use would be if your daily sales, if I was coaching a stylist and I said, okay, what's your average weekly sales? And they came out with $2,500 a week. So that if they were working five days a week, at 260 workdays per year, that comes out to $500 a day. So $500 a day at five days a week would be a $2,500 week. Mm -hmm. That if we increase your sales daily, $78 to $578 a day at five days per week, 260 workdays per year, comes out to $2,890 per week. At $78 increase for 260 workdays is $20,280. That would be your gross sales. So we're talking about gross before commission, before expenses, anything like that. Right. For math's sake, because everybody is going to be a little different, I just split it in half. So 50%, whether that be your commission or your expenses, half of $20,280 is $10,140 in profit at the end of the day. Pretty easy. 
for just $78 a day. So how I would come to that conclusion when I'm coaching people or whether you would just be doing this work independently is looking at what your average weekly sales are, monthly sales, daily sales, and looking for opportunities to add on to that. Looking, okay, if I added on a hair every day, my haircuts are $50. If I added on it one haircut every day, what does that come out to at the end of the year? Is I guarantee you so much bigger than you think it is for something that's relatively small, relatively easy to add on. A treatment, a haircut, a gloss, little things like that. $78, again, like I said, for some people in some markets, $78 is less than a haircut. Right. And I think too, it's we, it's thinking about and going in with intention because in your consultation, like a lot of the times, I think, especially if you have been working with a client for a long time, if you're someone who has a pretty established clientele, I do feel like often it can be easy to fall into phases of going through the motions. So you're still doing your consultation. You're still doing the, you're doing it, you're doing your job, you're performing the service, all of these things. But maybe it's not getting as creative in the consultations and talking about all the different options that your clients have. Because I can say behind the chair, I did an experiment probably like six years ago when I was still working full time as an independent stylist where I was like, I'm just going to talk about these new treatments. Think about when you get a new treatment at the salon, how excited you are, how you're talking about it to every client. And I would say more than half of them ended up going ahead and getting this treatment that took an extra 15 minutes. And it's really just about talking about it. So if you can still bring that same excitement into your existing clientele that you would with a new product or a new client, that to me is half of it. It's just thinking about how you can better serve your clients when you're already having your consultation with them. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I I tell people even when I'm coaching them that I have found myself doing this on so many occasions where I, a client will sit down and we'll be talking about what they want. And they'll say, I just, I think I just want a partial today and no haircut, something very simple. And the person in me is perfect. I get to go in the back and kick my seat up. It'll be easy. But I tell people if I have been tracking my income and tracking where I'm at in in reference to my goals, That's not where I want to be. I want to make an effort to make sure that I'm offering X, Y, Z to make sure that not only that I hit my goals, but then we don't fall into the, my stylist didn't do anything fun or new and I was feeling uninspired. So I found someone different, but all kind of ties in together. Every, the string is attached to everybody in such a different way. Yes. And you know what? That's actually one of the top reasons why clients do end up seeking greener pastures, if you will, is if they feel like you're not excited about doing their hair anymore, you're not offering those changes or those new things. They're not always going to say yes. But a lot of the time I would have clients come in who are like, oh, I heard about, especially with social media now, I think there's so much more literacy about what's available, right? Behind the counter. So you'll have clients come in and a lot of my clients were very much into beauty. So they're like on beauty TikTok and all these things and Instagram. And they'll come in and say, oh, I saw this new treatment that's coming out. I think at the time it was Olaplex that was like really blowing up. And they're like, what? Tell me about this. What is the deal? What is all of this? And so they know. And if you're not taking the time to educate them, then that is a risk. And I think when it comes to when it comes to building a clientele, you have to be mindful because shed's going to happen. 
So it's either like increasing how you're serving your clients or you may find after a while you've got a shed that you now have to really work to fill. So it's not for me just about increasing the revenue when it comes to being present in those consultations. It's also about guest experience and retention. Totally. And yeah. And for me, I tell everybody like just $10,000 excite you because it excites me. Money excites me. That's why I'm in the business of doing business. And your clients, your guests, they're excited about your business. And if you're not excited about your business, that's going to, that's going to be communicated in every aspect of the service. And so not only is thinking like with a business mind, just important for the survival of your business, but it's also important for your guest experience, being excited to have them there, being excited to do something new, be excited to offer them all of the latest and the greatest things. In turn, that does benefit you in terms of money and having a really great, strong, successful business. Absolutely. And we're not in terms of I I think sometimes we talk a lot about shiny object syndrome as business owners. But it's important to understand that clients have that too. (laughs) You really need to continue to offer that. So I think, yeah, I I love that. We've talked about treatments. We've talked about extra haircuts, all those things. What would you say to someone who maybe is an either an hourly stylist or does like package pricing? Because if you're not pricing in an a la carte way, I do think some of these things that we're discussing are going to work a little bit differently. So let's start into that a little bit. Totally. I, I Now, I'll first say I don't have a ton of experience with hourly or package pricing. But what I would say for anybody, no matter what, you could even be getting paid you could even, I don't have the most odd pay structure any, in the world. If you are tracking what you're making every single day within your business, you are going to see opportunities to increase. You are going to see gaps that you can fill and you're going to see opportunities. So tracking, tracking, making sure that you have your finger on the pulse of your business at every point is going to give you, it's going to give you glasses to see your business clearly. No doubt. That's my number one advice is tracking and knowing what you make and where you make it. Knowing what your clients are spending their money on, where and why. And if you can see any trends in that will really help you to strategize some future promotions, better business ideas, anything like that. So yeah, I would just say looking at your business every single day, looking at your data, making sure you have the data is the most important thing I could say. I love that. And since we're talking about the pricing conversation right now and all the different structures, if you are listening right now and you haven't yet listened to episode 142, my friend Hunter Donia actually pulled 500 women in the U.S. who go to salons and to talk about this whole a la carte versus package versus and and multiple other things. And it is really interesting what the data says. So definitely go ahead and take a listen to that if you haven't yet. And since we led into this pricing conversation, and I will say too that I think you're right. Whenever you are, it's what is measured can be grown, right? That's where, and I think that was a Nick Arojo quote actually, but when you are tracking something, when you are paying attention to it, this is what you will read in every single book on manifestation or mindset work or money. It's being conscious of money thinking about money, paying attention to your money, and that is how you will grow it. Very often, people think that they're going to somehow, and especially I want to bring this up because I think the manifestation conversation is so big now. It's so mainstream. 
But it's not about just wishing for more money. It's about really putting intention and focus behind it and really just making sure that your actions, your mindset, and your intentions align. So I love that we're having this conversation. Thank you so much for walking us through what that looks like. If my audience wants to find out more about you, if my listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you, Christina? So my Instagram is uh, Ginger Snap Styling, at Ginger Snap Styling. My book, my hairstylist and beauty pro financial planner is called The Growth Method Planner. Its Instagram is at The Growth Method Planner. It is also available on my website, thegrowthmethodplanner.com. And then I also offer one-on-one coaching sessions guided with The Growth Method Planner. So if you've never used a resource like this and you want a little extra uh, support, that is something that you could also do. And that's also available on thegrowthmethodplanner.com. But most people find me on my main Instagram, Ginger Snap Styling. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. And before we jump off, if there was one piece of advice that you had to give a stylist listening to this, moving into 2024, who is wanting to really focus on the growth of their business, what would that number one piece of advice be? I would say that you are capable of it. You are capable of it, even if you have never crunched numbers or tracked your data. If you are not good at math, I failed high school math twice and I wrote a book all about numbers and doing math. You are so capable. You have not come this far to only go this far. This is if you want something, if you desire something, if you have a vision for your business that doesn't look exactly like it does now, something needs to happen. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So this is the year of making it happen. And you can absolutely do it. There's so many resources. There's so many people who are willing to help you in this industry. That's one of my favorite things about it is it's such a community industry. There's so many people out there can who can help you, who can give you some advice, who can do anything, but you are capable of it. It just takes you to take the first step. I love that so much. And that is, I thank you for that being your piece of advice. I think you're right. It is all about that belief. And I got into the industry. Our story is somewhat similar, actually. I was 17 when I started hair school, just about 18 when I graduated. And so that's, oh my goodness, I've been in this industry now officially for 18 years. And I'm the child of a stylist as well. I grew up in salons in the UK where I'm from and then in Canada once we came over here as well. And I will say that is my absolute favorite thing about the way that the industry has shifted in the past over my lifetime is that I feel like there is more support and opportunity and room for expansion than there ever has been. So that is not ending in 2024. And I'm so excited for you to be here, for you to be listening. And if you take action on these things, we want to know about it. So feel free to send me a DM at Hairstylist Rising or send Christina a DM. I'm sure she would love to hear from you about what you got out of this episode. Thank you again for listening. And I will see you next time on the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your 
host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.